Welcome back, everybody, to this next episode of our podcast series, Global LPG Conversations, in which we explore developments and key drivers in global LPG and NGL markets. In this episode, I'm joined by Kristen Miller, who has uh, is actually her second time on this podcast. Uh, good morning, afternoon, Kristen. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me again. And uh, yeah, welcome back. And she is our principal consultant for LPG. And uh, Kristen manages a report that Argus produces or um, a data, a very large data set that Argus produces called the LPG Analytics. And she's recently updated our view on supply and demand and fundamentals across well over 100 countries. And so we thought it'd be useful for us today to look through some of the trends that have emerged in terms of our forecast for LPG going forward. So um, we'll get straight to it. So, Kristen, in doing the latest update, which I think you do quarterly, is that correct? Right. Yeah. What has struck you in terms, firstly, let's start with demand. What's the, the picture like, say, for the rest of 2021? Um, and, and what strikes you as having changed since the last uh, update that you did? So that's a good question because... Like 2020, I'd say 2021 is not necessarily shaping up in the way that we thought it would. So when we were looking at these questions three or four months ago, we we're thinking of 2021 as a year of two halves split between a first half and a second half with the first half looking a lot more like 2020 and the second half things just looking a lot brighter. And I think, you know, we can all look around in May of 2021 and realize it's not turning out like that. So there's more of a geographic split with some regions getting ahead with the vaccination program and starting to look like something much more like normal. And then the virus still being a really big problem, almost a resurgent problem in a number of other geographies. And so the split isn't one of time, but one of place. And so I think that's probably the biggest thing that hasn't uh, turned out as we expected in 2021. And that has a big impact, of course, on the demand side um, because COVID really upends demand trends. Right. So it tends to boost demand in the residential sector is supportive of demand in the petrochemical sector and very uh, negative for demand in transport, commercial and industrial sector. Right, right. So that's what I was going to ask you next is uh, in terms of LPG, I think one of the key themes has been that it's not been impacted in the same way as either crude oil or almost oil products. So at this point, um, just in terms of some specifics, um, where are you expecting, say, the, the most growth uh, in terms of the geographical spread that you're discussing and where it's going to continue to be impacted in terms of, say, a few key countries? So that's a good question. I think we're, you know, very bullish um, Chinese petrochemical. Um, we're certainly seeing a number of new plants come online. We saw, you know, quite high demand in 2020 boosted as a result of COVID factors demand for PPE, for example. And we saw, you know, downstream demand for um, polypropylene uh, up 10 percent on the year. And so, you know, those supporting factors for demand are still there. You know, we're certainly uh, concerned about uh, some of the things happening in India 
you know, that's a market which is obviously being really hard hit um, by COVID at the moment and, you know, concerned about lockdowns, concerned about imports um, and really sort of wondering how LPG is going to be affected uh, over the course of 2021. You know, just very concerned about what's happening in that. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, I think it's certainly the case that um, from my our view out here in Singapore is that unlike last year when the first phase of lockdown saw quite a significant increase in Indian imports, this time around that hasn't been the case um, as far as we can tell and that maybe to due to the fact that current supply is relatively okay but also i think end user demand is not quite um, as strong as it was and the government it seems to be really fully focused on dealing with the virus rather than trying to push out lpg to to the population as i think was the focus last year so yeah i think that's an interesting difference um, just moving to the supply then, and <clears throat> I guess this is looking more at the bigger picture in particular with what's uh, expected and what changes to the supply uh, and the availability of LPG will eventually emerge from this pandemic. What are we learning here? But let's start with like the refining sector. What, what are the key points? So I think that... COVID has probably hastened some transition, particularly we're seeing it here in Europe with a number of refineries announcing closures, conversions to bio facilities. And, you know, that's probably happening more rapidly than we would have anticipated before COVID. You're you know, seeing a transition to refined products being produced in sort of mega refineries in the Middle East, in Asia, where those very large facilities are still opening. And so, you know, there's sort of a shift, a shift in the supply. Right, I see. And then um, how obviously refining is, is very important, especially to, to some regional markets and inland Europe being, being one of them, the Atlantic Basin being one of them. But LPG is increasingly driven by this uh, gas processing from the production of crude oil and natural gas. Um, is that the same dynamic we're seeing or what are our thoughts on that going into uh, the end of this year into next year in terms of, for example, US availability and Middle East availability? That's also a good question. So you've kind of got the immediate question and then the longer term question. So in in the immediate term, we really don't um, see any supply crunch on the horizon. The U.S. supply had a bit of a hiccup with um, the big freeze in February, but we are you know, relatively uh, bullish on supply uh, in the on the rest of the year and in 2022. Ditto the Middle East. Uh, we have uh, gas processing supply also increasing. But then over the longer term, we also see sort of quite positive support for further gas processing. And in fact, COVID may have hastened uh, you know, some changes on that side of the balance in terms of sort of a move towards electrification. And that probably pulled in sort of that, that move towards ele- electrification here in Europe. And with that move comes a bigger emphasis on electricity supply from gas processing, gas being sort of a better option, uh, than some of the other ways you generate electricity and Places like, for example, the U.S. having abundant gas reserves being a preferred place to invest 
and develop those resources. Okay, great. And then finally, we're just going to move to a topic we don't cover too much on these podcasts or haven't done up to now. Um, and that is Africa uh, and African demand in particular. So in this latest update, you, you've had a focus, I think, on making going through the Af- African data and, and updating all of that. And we hear a lot about the use of LPG as a cooking fuel and the need for that to expand. Um, what is our sort of headline view on this? Are we expecting strong growth? Um, and if so, why? And then what are some of the challenges around that growth uh, in our view? Uh, I would say that our baseline view is fairly conservative in terms of growth. But I think the important message to convey is how much latent demand we think that there is. And when we think of Africa, we really think of of two, two markets, right? You've got Northern Africa, where per capita demand is really quite high, some of the highest levels in the world. And then you've got Sub-Saharan Africa, where it is being used you know, very, very little in the home, given how much it could be being used. And you, in 2020, have seen some quite positive developments. And if that is the start of something, uh, then it could be really transformational. So uh, I think this year the Nigerian, dem- uh, Nigerian demand reached just around 1 million tons. Uh, demand in Kenya grew about 20%. We're still getting uh, full-year figures. You've had the development of additional infrastructure, notably uh, in South Africa, and you're getting a lot of interest in terms of investment in the infrastructure. And you know, in a lot of these countries, you know, per capita demand is like one tenth of what it is in Morocco. It's very low. And so, if you sort of combine increasing per capita consumption with the increasing population, you start to get to some very large numbers if sort of that potential were unlocked. But if I was to pick out, say, just one bottleneck there or one challenge that is going to slow that growth, what, what do you think that would be? Probably the, the primary one is to the lack of infrastructure to get the product sort of from where it is produced into the home. So it's like it's really that supply chain. So sub-Saharan Africa is dependent on imports. Nigeria is a large producer, um, but it sells most of its production into the export market. So you're needing to bring in a lot of LPG by ship. You know, that needs to get unloaded uh, into the port. Port infrastructure is not very good. There's not a lot of storage. You then need to move it, you know, from the port cities into sort of the, the hinterland uh, by truck. You need cylinders and then you need stoves in the house. And so there's some bottlenecks all along that supply chain. And, you know, you obviously have seen those supply chain issues aren't insurmountable. You know, India was obviously, you know, able to foster a really large residential demand story, but it does take organization. Government support is, you know, really helpful in sort of providing the subsidies, you know, to people to get the to get the stoves, but the you know the private sector can also play a big part um, with some of these creative solutions about you know making LPG yeah. more of a per day 
So I'm hearing this uh, this kind of like last mile infrastructure, uh, and to to really make the the product more accessible to the consumer is is something that you see as a as a big problem. Uh, yeah, certainly uh, I think a trend that we've heard or an idea that we've heard from a number of different players in the region, a lot of companies which are looking at investing, and I think um, it's something that will um, need need further work in the future. Okay, thanks. I think we'll wrap up today. And it's interesting that we finished on the topic of Africa because in our next episode in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to look into this in a bit more depth with my colleague, James Gooder. Um, and uh, thank you very much, Kristen, and uh, look forward to speaking to you again in the future on uh, later updates of the LPG Analytics. Thank you so much. Great. I've been David Appleton, and on behalf of Kristen Miller, I'll say goodbye.